You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Cheap-ass whooper of sorry sons of bitches. And movie entertainment. Beer drinkers. Among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. J.J. Sexy. guys good evening and welcome to another edition of unplugged right here on the sns radio network sunday night showdown.com and it does kind of feel to me like every day is exactly the same as it relates to nxt as of late it just seems to me that we we continue to get these stupid retarded redonkulous challenges each and every week that have absolutely Dick all to do with professional wrestling. So before I break into uh, talking about NXT, I want to bring on with me the guest host this week for NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the program, the one, the only, Clinton Bowman. Yo, what's up, JJ? What's going on, man? Dude, what the hell did we just watch? You know what? Me and me and Piedra, excuse me, let me get the name right, Piedra, because it is Spanish. Uh, me and him was talking about it because he was recapping it for headlocks as I was recapping it for this. And we were talking about it kind of makes sense this week. Okay. Because it's an endurance test. And to be a wrestler, you got to have some kind of endurance. I mean, the soda had nothing much to do with it, and neither did the juggling, but everything else did. But then again, we got to see multiple wrestlers' job to inanimate objects. And you know what the best part was? Well, actually, before I get into that, I actually have the sound clip of what the challenge entails. So for those of you who might have missed 
what Matt Stryker had in store for the NXT rookies. Here it is right here. Then A-list David Otunga. David has earned a match against a pro of his choosing, and David has chosen his very own pro, R-Truth. Gentlemen, you've had matches against each other. We've tested your mental and physical ability. But the one thing about being a WWE superstar is overcoming obstacles. And tonight, we have the Obstacle Course Challenge. I will tell you your prize after I explain the challenge very quickly. You will start hand over hand on the monkey bars from there. You will climb the suspended ladder and ring the bell. You will then make your way around ringside, over the security barricades, up the stairs through the WWE Universe onto the concourse. You will then have to drink a beverage, a soda, perhaps diet, make your way back down to the ring, juggle for five seconds, come over to this baseball bat, and do the Dizzy Bat Challenge before pushing that cart over the finish line. Whomever does all of this in the quickest time will receive perhaps the biggest prize since the inception of NXT. The winner of the Obstacle Course Challenge will receive an immunity pass. Now this is important because next week one of you will be ranked in 8th place. The 8th place is eliminated. But if you have that immunity pass, you are therefore immune, and whomever is ranked right before you will then be eliminated. Now, Daniel Bryan, you are currently ranked first. You had a grueling contest against former World's Heavyweight Champion Batista last night on Monday Night Raw. And because of that gritty performance, Daniel Bryan, you are up first in the Obstacle Course Challenge. Make your way to the monkey bars, Daniel. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what we had to endure tonight. Now, can I, can, I... I can understand the endurance part. However, that was just a little bit much. I mean, really, and you guys are you're talking about in the chat room, uh, it's exactly like Double Dare back on the old Nickelodeon station. I, I, it's exactly what I kind of felt like we were watching tonight. Uh, like again, I understand the endurance part of it, but come on, really, <laughs> really? I feel like the Miz all of a sudden. Really? <laughs> you know what? In all honesty, you know what? When I first heard it, I'm like, okay, the monkey bars isn't the monkey bars isn't so bad, and then climbing the ladder and getting the belt isn't so bad. It reminds me, of, it reminds me of junior high school when you had to climb up the rope, and then jumping over, jumping over the barricade to go drink soda. Now soda was like really to drink soda. But then I kind of understand, I kind of understand it due to the fact that, you know, soda carbonated, you know, it's kind of endurance as well because you're winded and you're adding more wind to your stomach, which means it's not pretty. Right. Then you go back down, down through the universe, jump the barricade again and go and juggle. Now, what the, does five seconds of juggling have to do with anything? And the dizzy bat challenge, which by the way, I'm sorry, Michael Cole, like just saying, ah, you still play that, don't you, Josh? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. You know what, though? 
Michael Cole probably had the best line of the night tonight. And it probably didn't exactly want to come out the way that he had planned for it to, but this is me we're talking about, so I like to twist it in different ways. When they're talking about the juggling, when Daniel Bryan is in the ring, what was it he said? He said, it's only two balls. He said, wait, there's only two balls. Juggling, you have three balls. Tossing is only two. And if anybody in the WWE roster knows what it's like about tossing balls, it's got to be Michael Cole, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, he does have posts of O-Town in his room. Well, he, he, you, John Cena. <laughs> he was hiding raped once. <laughs> Don't hide and rape me. Do you yeah, like my prison. poetry, Michael Cole? I don't know. To me, like, seriously, the juggling had absolutely nothing to do with anything. But you know what? And if anybody, uh, Daniel Bryan obviously heard after last night getting speared by Batista, getting the Batista bomb. Ribs were heavily taped tonight. He was very slow moving. Uh, he actually completed this challenge in, I think, three minutes and 45 seconds. Two minutes, 45.5 seconds. Oh, was it two minutes? I thought it was three. I have it all. I have like three pages of notes sitting here, so I'm looking at all the things. But he was going so slow, I just gave him an extra minute. It's okay. I'll give you. I'll just give. I'll just run down the um times just to get it out of the way. Brian Danielson began at, and he actually finished in two forty five point five. So after that, the Miz comes out and assaults Dan Brian Danielson. So we get Brian Danielson versus Michael Tarver. Winner actually wins a match. Yep. So basically, I put the spot of the night in that match was the Shining Wizard out of the um, corner from Daniel Bryan, which practically did nothing because he still ended up losing to some weird finisher that Tarver had, which doesn't involve punching somebody in the jaw. Which, by the way, I'm telling you, Big Show punching people in the jaw all Friday night, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Michael Tarver is now 1-7. Brian Danielson is 0-10 or 0-11 if you count the, the prison rape that Batista gave to him but to end that match after the match a post-match attack Carlito hits Brian Danielson with the backstabber so to end the match and the Miz just stands there and says damn well yeah you know I like the promo that the Miz had after Daniel Bryan uh, completed the challenge in two minutes and 45 seconds uh, basically said you know that if he didn't win this match tonight he was probably going to be eliminated next week I thought it was a good promo, and you know, Tarver, and we'll get to that later on, but he does mention the fact that he had to beat a very broken down Daniel Bryan to earn a win tonight. Oh, uh, by the way, you forgot one more, you forgot one more comment, one more that? comment that the Miz take, took. The Miz said, oh, you can't use injuries as an excuse. Excuse uh, me, yeah. what the fuck did you do on Monday night? Yes, his doctor's note that actually said doctor's note in big, big print letters which was hilarious. Yes, it was so slapsticky. It was funny, but yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. That you know he's going to tell Daniel Bryan that doesn't matter if you're injured, you still have to work through the pain. Hmm. Go figure. But yeah, the, the match between Tarver and uh, and Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, Bryan did not get a win here, but Tarver did, and uh, very interesting looking finisher by Tarver. Absolutely. Yeah. So we go on to the next part of it we get a Darren Young package and this goes in this basically um actually not even a package just a replay from last week during the cha during the seal the deal challenge mm -hmm. where he says oh 
Anybody want to see Darren Young versus CM Punk? Come on, help me out. I'm sick of this. We go to Darren Young CM Punk segment where Punk is like, you're sick of this? Tell me exactly what you're sick of. Darren Young just stands there and is like, I want to make an impact. I want to make a statement. No, you will not make a statement against me. CJ, hold on. Hold on one second. I think I actually have that clip. Okay. Hang on. I think this might be it. You're sick of this? Tell me exactly what you're sick of, huh? Are you sick of sitting under the learning tree of CM Punk? Is that what you're sick of? Is this how you repay me? Running your mouth? You want to fight me? Listen, Paul. I'm just trying to make an impact. I'm trying to make a statement. You will not make a statement using me. All right, you need to figure out who you want to be, what you are. You can start by winning the obstacle course challenge. Because if you don't, I'm going to make that decision for you. Yep, I did have that clip. That's, those are the only two clips from NXT I got tonight, but there you go. Well, the only two clips that actually matter. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. In all honesty. So we go after that, which was, by the way, that was a great promo setting up Darren Young and CM Punk's tension. Right. I mean, I can see Darren Young actually making it to the Final Four and still making it onto the SmackDown brand where... Punk and Darren Young will have like a mini feud, and, and I think that's going to happen for sure. Yeah. By the way, um, while I was watching NXT, this is besides the point. We're going to get to the obstacle course because Darren Young, he slated Justin Gabriel and Otunga went after. We're going to get to. The, I saw. I was reading up on the um after the tapings, and you'll like. I'll tell you this after. You'll laugh at what happened. Okay. You'll laugh at what happened. I'm not going to reveal it because I know people don't like spoilers unless people want to see him. But let's go to let's go to the obstacle course. Heath Slater goes through the obstacle course. He gets through it in one minute, thirty six thirty six point nine seconds. Yeah, but I got to call an audible on that one. Yeah, I I totally had a problem with Heath Slater because he didn't do the uh, the baseball bat circle challenge right. Like he wasn't he didn't have his his head. To the bat, he was about three feet away from it, spinning around. So honestly, I kind of felt like he should have been disqualified at that point. Oh yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, is your ain't ain't I I only did one dizzy bat challenge, but isn't your head supposed to be on the the, the little nub of the bat? I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he completely fucked that challenge up. So if they were gonna, you know, really want to keep this as an endurance challenge, he pretty much. You know, he was the time cheated. to beat, but he did cheat to get it. He did nothing to the sword at the end, what he was supposed to do. So I really felt like he should have been disqualified there. But, hey, if we're going to go ahead and throw a, you know, throw it out there that we got to do this stupid challenge, I may as well be a stickler. And I say, fuck it. I say, well, since he didn't win, if he had won, I would have I totally held that. that uh, challenge hostage? I, I would have held not only the challenge hostage, but I would have held the immunity hostage because... If Heath Slater would have won, it would have been uh, under false pretenses. He cheated to win, so no. I, I would definitely hold it hostage. By the way, you know, Crelly says, he's ginger, JJ. They can't judge distance. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking that, too. I'm just saying. Um, 
So we get to Darren Young. Darren Young wins it in two minutes, seven seconds, seven point eight seconds. And not only did he job to the monkey bars, he jobs to the ladder and to the barricade. So the jobbing to inanimate objects begins on NXT. Well, actually, didn't I think Josh actually had something from yesterday or the day before? So that would be the second entry into jobbing from inanimate objects this month. Oh no, it's the first one on NXT. This is the second one of the month. Okay, first one on NXT. Jobbing to the apron. Oh god, that was funny. Yes. Um. So then we go to Justin Gabriel, who sets the record at one minute and twenty nine seconds flat, no errors. The same with Otunga, but the Otunga got one minute thirty five seconds and had to go to face R Truth immediately. With R Truth going over with the lie detector. Which is funny because you would have thought that that would have been the main event of the night, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Technically it was. Because there was no other matches after that. That was the main event of the night, and it was about at thirty six after the hour. That's true. And it wasn't a long match either. It was no. I I was calling for a squash, but Otunga really controlled the match at the beginning. But I liked the abdominal stretch counter into another abdominal abdominal stretch. Yes, our truth. That was pretty. You know, a, 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 a lot of people like to give Truth a lot of shit because they, I think he's just a flashy guy and he can't really wrestle. But he's been showing me some stuff lately. I mean, he's he's doing a lot of technical stuff that you wouldn't expect to see coming from Ron the Truth Killings. Well, you know what? He used to do that stuff in TNA as well. So, you know, he even did some of that stuff when he was on K-Quick on Jacked and Metal and all those other shows. Yes, I actually went that far back and said Jacked and Metal. Wow. The next thing you're going to tell me is you actually watched Sunday Night Heat. Yes, I actually did on MTV, especially that open arena match between The Rock and Mankind. That was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> that was actually during the uh, Super Bowl that year for halftime. Yes, that was an epic match right there. So yeah. we get so R Truth goes over, but R but to open the match they try to do the whole code of honor thing with Ring of Honor, but R Truth slaps him in the face and says, "Truth, don't play that. You keep your eyes on me." Well, just teach him a valuable lesson: never take your eyes off your opponent. Definitely. So Wade Barrett, we get Wade Barrett going next. After I believe after the commercial break, it was I'm not too sure. I know there was a commercial break somewhere in that. Wade Barrett jobs to the monkey bars twice and quits. Therefore, he gets disqualified. Yeah, and just walks away. I thought that was great. Yes. Skip Sheffield follows. Goes 1 minute, 31 second, 31.2 seconds. So he miss it, misses it by 2 seconds. But, but um, Matt Stryker decides to fail epically and say, Congratulations, Skip Sheffield. Yes, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, my God. And then Cole and, and Josh are like, no, he didn't win. He, he didn't get the challenge right. Come on. what? Like, the time's not there. I, I thought that was hilarious. Oh, wait. I forgot one thing during the Otunga R-Truth match at the end where Michael Cole is trying to act black. Oh, my God. Yes, he's all getting up, and he's like, what's up? What's up? I can't wait to hang out with R-Truth. Josh is like, we're done with you. So let's go to the guest. Well, thankfully, let's go to the host of NXT, Matt Stryker. You know what? I hope Michael Cole gets paid good because they make him look like a complete and utter goofball every week. <laughs> exactly. He, he should. Be, I'm sorry. I know how Jr. is always the butt of every joke, but Vince needs to make Michael Cole the butt of every joke from now on. A lot of people do. So 
Wouldn't, yes. be the, wouldn't be the first time or the last time, quite frankly. Definitely. So we get Michael Tarver after Skip Sheffield. He drops to the monkey bars twice, has trouble getting up the ladder, rings the bell. So he goes to drink the soda, and he's having trouble drinking the soda. He spits it out twice. The second time he spits it out, he quits. <laughs> the soda challenge messed him up. Of all things, ladies and gentlemen, it was the soda. So we find out that Justin Gabriel is a, is finally immune, which makes no sense because Justin Gabriel's like near the middle. Exactly. I mean, it would be different if he was number seven. Hell, isn't Darren Young number seven? I think so. Yeah. They would it would have been better to give it to to um Darren Young, just so if he does happen to drop to eight, which won't happen. <laughs> You know, like right now, it looks like Michael Tarver is going to be eliminated. Which, by the way, oh man, Gabriel actually owned Otunga after that. He basically says Otunga's ego outweighs his talent. Yeah. I was like, God damn, you're speaking the truth. You know, you know what I find interesting, though? I mean, getting back to the. Um the immunity is that something and maybe i missed when they were talking about it is the immunity something that carries on with you week to week like it's yours to use when it's your time to get eliminated basically or was it just for for yeah. next week it's just for, it's kind of like it's kind of like survivor you know you win immunity for that week alone okay well then it looks like it's safe to say that unless a divine miracle happens and daniel bryan gets booted next week that Michael Tarver is is at least going home and leaving the NXT challenge and then obviously going to go hook up with Ted DiBiase Jr. and be the next Virgil. Speaking of eliminations, so Matt Stryker goes around asking people who should be eliminated. He goes to Michael Tarver, of course, and says, Michael Tarver will be like, you know who should be really be eliminated? Me. I should be eliminated because all of these walking dead competitors will be safe because I told everyone in the world I'm the most dangerous man, most dangerous Wookiee. He said Wookiee, not rookie. Most dangerous Wookiee on NXT. I had to get my first win over a banged up, overrated Daniel Bryan. Blah, 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 blah. That's a pretty good impersonation. I actually thought I had a sound clip there for a second, but it was just CJ, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not. How appropriate you brought up Wookiee. It is, you know, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, people. Yes, X, yes. Oh, man, I saw that on Facebook. I was like, Star Wars! Which, by the way, it, you're probably going to get a special report about a Star Wars-related game later on. So, just saying. That That's fine. That, our, our first commercial break of the night is actually going to be very Star Wars-related since it's, you know, May the 4th. Nice. Cha-ching! So, we go to, I believe, who was next with Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker went to... I don't remember. I don't remember. All I remember because I got really hyped for this, was Darren Young. Where Darren Young goes to everybody. I want it more than you. I want it more than you. I want it more than you. 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 And he goes up to Wade Barrett. I want it more than you. Dar um, Wade Barrett pie faces him, and they started having a brawl. The first thing I yelled out, and excuse my language, I yelled out, Nigga, fight! <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm hoping like, to see that uh, that English son of a bitch whoop his ass. I was like, Oh, my God, Darren Young is officially black. 
I still say it's Cena in body paint. That's I'm thinking that too. But like, how you know to get a wig like that? It's kind of you know Chia wig. Yeah. Speaking of Chia, there's a Chia Obama. I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Sorry, I had to have a nah, Ron but, Simmons moment there. Yes. Yeah, but you know. Overall, NXT, even though there was only like two matches, which I believe this should have been a match between David Otunga and Justin Gabriel to end the night. Right. It was a pretty decent NXT, better than the last few weeks. I don't know, man. I'm still not hip on the challenge. I I thought that of all the things, that one challenge, uh, you know, it was just too much, and it really took up the whole show with the challenge. At least in in the previous shows, the challenge didn't take up the whole show. And so there the was... thing is, like, to to be let's look at the previous let's look at the previous challenges. The first challenge was the keg challenge, right? Okay, that was a strength challenge. Okay, that's understandable, right? The following challenge was the American Gladiators knockoff. No, wasn't it the uh, the promo challenge where they talked yeah. about flowers? Yeah, no, the promo challenge was first. Then no, the promo challenge was after. Yeah, you're right. The promo ch- it was the cake challenge and the promo challenge where he Slater cut a promo on rainbows. Rainbows. Mm-hmm. That was pretty lame. Then you have the then you have the um, American Gladiators challenge, which I was waiting for Mike Adamley to come out. We've got a man standing in back, Jeff Harvey. <laughs> Jeff Harvey. Yes, I even called Jeff Hardy Jeff Harvey. But as your general manager of Monday Night Raw, anyways. Epically bad, CJ. Epically bad. Dun, dun, what? dun. It's Mike Adamley. Like, okay, let's play the... If you had the Price is Right theme, you could have played that. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have any, any, any theme music. What show do you think this is? Come on, man. I know, I know. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, we got... Then the um, then this challenge this week. This challenge undoubtedly is one of the better challenges. I disagree. I, I think it was redonkulous. Yeah, redonkulous. The clown decided to come out and honk his little horn and squeeze a little flower and squirt water all over NXT and make it crap. Now I know there was a rumor going around that uh, maybe one of the next challenges is going to feature feature Charles Wright, who was known as the Godfather. Papa Shango, the good father for the right to censor. And I was just thinking to myself, what kind of challenge could they involve with him? Maybe it's a, you know, carry my bags to the other side of the arena to my dressing room challenge, where the guy with the, you know, quickest amount of uh, time carrying those bags would obviously win some sort of prize. So who knows? Maybe that's what we'll see next time. No, no, we might have a Godfather's Hole contest where we get all the NXT rookies to dress in drag. And try and imitate one of the Godfather's holes. And the one that who imitates either Victoria or Lita the best wins. And not only that, the one that wins gets to be one of the Godfather's hoes. Exactly. Oh, hell, Crelly said it right. Pimp slap a whole challenge. But then again, this is NXT and this is PG Crelly, so no. Yeah, th- this isn't WCW when Macho Man slapped Gorgeous George around. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if anybody remembers that back in 2000. Because there was a controversy going on because Al Snow had an action figure with a, with a 
mannequin head, and people pulled the uh, <laughs> pulled the action figure out of Walmart stores because someone complained about it and said that it was violence toward women because it was a severed woman's head, and yet the Macho Man's figures were still on the shelves after on a Monday Nitro slapping around uh, gorgeous George right in front of the camera, and I thought, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know. It's pretty weird. Next thing you know, we'll get Santino and Morella, you know, bring back, you know, and all of a sudden, hell, we might have Goldust dress as Alice again and say, I'm Goldust, witch. I, I, oh, God, I hate them being PG. Oh, my God, this sucks. No, I hate Raw being PG. I don't mind SmackDown, okay? <laughs> this is known. <laughs> I mean, what, what a way to fuck up that segment. I'm Goldust, witch. Oh, God. No, let's be let's be honest. Remember Bob Barker with Triple H saying the price is wrong. Uh, you can't say that on TV. Yeah, that would have been good. Y- yeah, but nonetheless, NXT was good for the matches. The matches but, were good. I'll, I'll give you that. Because especially Daniel Bryan, hit, I mean Brian Danielson hitting the double calf stomp on Tarver. That was beautiful. Yes. I thought he was actually going to go for a Mexican a Mexican surfboard stretch, or he was going for the cattle mutilation, which yeah. I have yet to see actually. I I actually thought that he was going for the uh, the Romero special, which I guess is what they call the Mexican stretch. But uh, Davy Boy Smith used to do it a lot, and uh, Natty Nightheart uses that move quite a bit too. But uh, and then he turned it into that double calf stomp. It was uh, it was pretty epic. I was like, wow. And this man hasn't won a match yet. I don't care how he's booking him. How they're booking him, this man hasn't won a match yet. Yeah, but if you think about it, they've made him the underdog favorite for this thing. Doesn't matter. He always gets screwed over in every challenge. You know, he's either the first one to do every challenge and he has to set the bar, or, you know, he gets interference by other pros, or he gets beat up on Raw, he has to face world champions. So, you know, as far as his ranking, I can understand while he's number one. Uh, it's not just because they feel like, you know, putting him out there. It makes sense when you think about it. I know that he was pretty dejected and said, if anybody should go home, it should be me. But yeah. when you think about everything that Daniel Bryan has gone through uh, in NXT, I mean, he definitely does have the right to stay there. And sooner than, more sooner than later, he's, I'm telling you, this is the guy that's going to win this. They, yeah, my thing is though. My thing is though. Sorry to interrupt. My thing is though, is that you got him facing former world champions in Jericho, Batista, and Kali, losing to all three. But then you have Slater go over Jericho. Right. I mean, that doesn't make sense. If that doesn't really, I mean, it makes sense, but it also doesn't make sense. Well, at the time, like say, for example, when Daniel Bryan was beaten by Chris Jericho, he was the world champion. Yeah. When you think about it, it was only a couple weeks removed from Jericho losing the title to Swagger. Right. He was obviously distracted. He made a mistake, and due to the uh, the training of Christian, Heath Slater capitalized on that mistake and got the roll-up win. So it kind of makes sense from that standpoint yeah. when you think about it. Logically, if you think about it, it does make sense. 
I forgot about that one aspect when Jericho was champion. I mean, if you want the man to face, cha- if you want the man to actually build up his strength of opponent, why not have Jack Swagger come on NXT and face Dan- Daniels and have The Miz actually get in a match with Brian Daniels and have who else? Drew Mac. Wait, no, can't have that. Damn, can't have Drew McIntyre for a reason which I will not divulge. Um, but I will later. You read it, didn't you? Well, you know, Crelly sent it to me. He's that he's a fountain of information, that Chris Crelly. Can 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 we just get into that right now since we're done pretty much done with NXT for the most part? Yeah, go ahead and bring it up. I'll I'll let you do it. Alright, so I'm reading up on the SmackDown spoilers for this Friday. I'll get into more I'll get into more detail obviously on the sh- on you know, whatever shows on Friday, you know. Whatever show it is, you know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so we have a segment to open up SmackDown with Matt Hardy coming out all injured and whatnot. He's not cleared, but he won't leave. Drew Mackin comes out, and Matt Hardy basically says, make me, co- make me go away. Drew McIntyre begins beating up on Thing. Teddy Long comes out, tells him to get off of him. Won't listen. Tells him again. Won't listen. Strips him of the Intercontinental Championship. Drew McIntyre won't get off of him. And guess what else? He got kayfabe fired from SmackDown this week. Wow. Gee, I wonder where he goes from here. Monday Night Raw? What a stupid move for SmackDown. I mean, I know that people talk shit about Drew McIntyre, but he has improved vastly in the limited amount of time he's been there and could have been one of your top superstars over there, but it looks like... Because he's obviously not done with the company. I guess he's going to either show up on Raw, or I guess they're going to do some stupid storyline where he gets rehired to SmackDown. Yeah, they'll probably do They'll probably do that with Vince McMahon coming out and firing Teddy Long. Either firing him or putting him back on, back on probation. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the way they make Vicky Guerrero general manager again. You know what, though? If Drew McIntyre does show up on Raw, then I'll be happy about it because I do watch Raw live. Obviously, I cover it with Wrestling News Live on Monday nights, so yeah. that's fine. I don't mind seeing Drew on Monday nights. In fact, I think he probably deserves to be there. Yeah, but, pretty uh, much. I mean, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, we'll see what, what they do with SmackDown, but that's an interesting development. Well, you know, they're, ha- they're having a four-man tournament that night also. I mean, I'm not going to get into that because that's too much spoilers for one night but just to let, just to let everybody know who doesn't like drew mcintyre he is kayfabe fired and there is no intercontinental champion mm-hmm. until next week until until oh, the 14th of may okay fuck it i need to know who the four people are it is christian versus cody rhodes and kofi kingston versus hold on let me go into this it's kofi kingston against dolph ziggler so next week, May 14th episode of SmackDown of SmackDown, excuse me, will be Kofi Kingston versus Christian for the Intercontinental Championship. Really, Kofi versus Christian? Yep. Is it just me or does anybody see Christian walking out of this? If anybody that's in this four-man bracket deserves it, I'm going to have to go with Cody Rhodes. 
Christian needs to be utilized in the World Heavyweight Championship division. I don't want to see him go after the Intercontinental title. But he's probably going to end up winning the IC title. In a perfect world, the final would be Christian versus Cody Rhodes, and Rhodes would find some way to pull a victory out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I like Cody Rhodes right now. I mean, I wasn't high on him at all. But after seeing him go against John Morrison, I really became high on him. Oh, wait a minute. I, Rhodes lost to Kofi? Uh, Rhodes lost to Christian. Okay, because Crelly's saying Rhodes lost to Kofi. It was Kofi versus Dolph. I'm confused. Anyway, we know those are the four men. I don't know who's going to be whatever, but... I'm, I'm actually reading it right now, and I'll tell you as it goes. The first qualifying match was Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Okay. So Kofi wins. The second match was Christian versus Cody Rhodes, which is right after that match, and Christian goes over. Hmm. So it's either going to be Kofi or Christian. It'll probably be Christian, but I'd like to see Kofi, to be honest. This is definitely true. All right. So uh, there's some of your SmackDown spoilers for this week. I won't say anything more because there's not real, like, I'll tell you right now, SmackDown is a very interesting show, but there's not that much wrestling action. It's more segmenty, but it's interesting segments. Well, that sucks because in the in the past, it's been the wrestling show. Oh, no, there's a lot of wrestling action. That's the thing, but it's kind of, you know, kind of, kind of like there's, you know, over the limit. They're probably, they're hyping over the limit, especially the main event. I see. So, you know, you get, you, you're you going to get yourself a Kane versus Swagger match. So just be prepared for that. Now, there is one spoiler that I want to reveal for the next TNA Impact that's going to air on Thursday, yes. the 13th of May, on obviously Thursday. It's not live, ladies and gentlemen. This one is epic. It's 2010, and if you were to tell me personally... That in 2010, the Outsiders, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall, members of the band, would be the TNA World Tag Team Champions. I would have said, you have got to be fucking kidding me. But in an ironic twist of fate, Matt Morgan and Samoa Joe defended those titles. Samoa Joe turned on Matt Morgan. Gee, who didn't see that one coming? And your new TNA World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, members of the band, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Oh, my God. No, the funny thing is, like, they didn't walk out when Joe turned on him. Joe turns on him during the Generation Me versus Joe and Morgan match. Wow. And, and, and like Nash and Hall just say, "Let's cash it in." I've had this thing since um, what's that pay per view? Final resolution was it? Yeah, I had this thing for like months. Let's cash it in. You know what? I uh, I don't know. I, I just I look back on that and and I'm curious now. I know they're going to Thursday nights, but look at your champions, man. And now. We have Hall and Nash as the tag team champions. Now, here's the thing, and I'll agree with one man X in the chat. Matt Morgan as the tag team champions himself, having a partner every week to defend, 
to me was kind of lame as well. I, I didn't like that concept because, again, how can a guy who's by himself defend those titles every week with a different partner and still keep those belts? It was fucking redonkulous. So, yeah, from that standpoint, I completely agree. Thank God those titles are off of Matt Morgan, who can now face singles challengers and kind of move on and go do other things. Which, by the way, he is one of the many people in the number one contendership poll. Really? Yes, but Desmond Ruffy is actually winning it. Well, Desmond by... just got his shot and lost. And he's on the route to get another shot. See, okay, if that is the way the ranking system works, then that is retarded. He got a shot, thanks to Hogan, on Monday night. He lost. You don't get another shot after you've lost. If they're going to go with this poll of number one contenders, then the next guy on the list needs to get that shot. But we're obviously not booking it. It's not our our poll, our stupid way of how to book a number one contender. And if that's the way they want to roll, then hey, I mean, they're entitled to it. It's their company. Uh, getting back to the point that I was trying to make a minute ago, though, I know they're back on Thursdays. Does that mean that they're back to taping every Tuesday? Or uh, they... they'll tape three days a week, uh, like they used to do Monday, Tuesday, and Monday, Tuesday, and um, Thursday. Would it be difficult? Uh, would it be difficult now that they're on Thursday nights to do a fucking live show once a week, or excuse me, uh, once every couple of weeks? Can they not do a a, two, a a Thursday taping? I can encourage you. I mean, they should do a Thursday live taping. I mean, you know, you, you know, did Monday. Money. You did Monday nights live. Why not go out there and do it on Thursday? Because hey, if you do that, obviously you have no competition. But you know, fuck, you did pretty well on on Monday's live. Yeah. Give it a shot and see what happens. And I know Hogan likes the live environment, so I don't see why they can't just continue that schedule and do a live Thursday, you know, once every couple of weeks. And actually, wait, no, I'm looking at the updated poll right now, and Matt Morgan is actually in the lead with 26% of the vote. Wow, well, I mean, that makes sense. He is heel, you know, RVD is face. They're going to kind of stack it against, uh, you know, heels-to-face ratio, getting those title shots. And then at a, at a pay-per-view, it'll be obviously RVD and Jeff Hardy at, at some point down the road if he's not, you know... Uh, taking it up the ass from somebody in prison. <laughs> but, which, by the way, they're playing off of that storyline where nobody can find Jeff Hardy. Yeah, he's going to be traded for fucking cigarettes in about six months. <laughs> I, I trade I you that, that long-haired hippie. Oh, he ain't got long hair no more. I trade you this boy got face paint all over him for a pack of Marlboro, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you look at your champions right now. Look at... All of your major champions right now. You know, you got your world champion, Rob Van Dam, which by Rob Van Dam, you have your TNA tag team, world tag team champions in Nash and Hall. I mean, your champions are pretty old. Oh, Josh Pedro's got quote of the night. Hardy won't be, <laughs> Hardy won't be hard to find in prison. Just follow the paint trail to the shower room. <laughs> Damn. You know, people are saying, and you look at this, and people have been saying, I've been reading, like, different recaps of TNA for Monday night, and some people find it extremely asinine how, you know, Tara's getting her biggest push, her one of her biggest pushes in the company, and she's threatening to leave. 
Well, and the reason she's leaving is because uh, they were negotiating with her, and negotiation wasn't going the way they wanted it to go, and they leaked a story about her saying that she's hard to work with. I mean, I wouldn't want to work for people that were sitting there lying about me. Yeah. So, Even I mean, Awesome I, Kong. Awesome Kong vouched for Tara. Awesome Kong said Tara is not hard to work with. No, it's just they've got, you know, blue balls because they want to keep her there and they want to, they don't want to pay her what she wants. And, you know, by God, she's worth the money. I mean, I I was reading the interview Awesome Kong did and Awesome Kong said she wouldn't be surprised to see Victoria go right back to WWE because WWE would take her back in a heartbeat. Poor Crowley's crying in the chat room because Desmond Wolf's getting screwed over here in the in the poll. He went from 27% to 20%. Ah, you British bastard. Nobody cares about Desmond Ruffy anymore. That's right. No, 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 no more Desmond Wolf. It's all, it's all about Morgan. Okay, now we're going back to what? Circa 2003? 4? 2005. Oh, yeah, it was 2005. Yeah. got drafted to Roy, and then, you know, Matt Mark started doing the F5. He did it to the big show, which was like, what the fuck? Which is always, you know, something they got to do. You always have to do it to the big show just to show that you're powerful. Exactly. Wow. Actually, they found Jeff Hardy. Holy shit. But, like, I'm looking at the whole thing. It makes no sense. Hell, Orlando Jordan versus the mystery returning Tomko. Tomko's back, huh? Yeah, and Jobs. Well, that's <laughs> that's nothing new with Tomko. He's been doing that for years. Yeah, but Hogan seemed to be high on him. Oh, he has the look of a wrestler. No, that is true. He does have the look of a wrestler, but he doesn't have the talent of a wrestler. I'm just saying. And let's not yep. forget, Tomko was getting a big push by TNA, and then he left to go to the WWE, got injured before he worked his first match there, put on a shitty match, and then got quietly fired from the company because he didn't tell anybody he was injured. That's true. I mean, I'm also looking at... And this is and, and children, if you want to ever go into wrestling, this is why you don't wrestle with jewelry. Beer Money, Inc. versus the Motor City Machine Guns versus Team 3D versus Ink, Inc. And Shannon Moore gives one of his earrings ripped out of his ear. It's just common sense. You don't fucking wear ring jewelry... In your nose or anywhere else, in your ear, in your belly button, in your fucking nipple, when you're having a wrestling match, it's just a bad idea. But then again, I think the I think A Train got away with that, but those were I think studs, not rings. Yeah, I think they were studs. That's different. Anything and looped, you, you don't want to wear. Trust me. And even with studs, you know, it's, there's still a risk. It's less, but yeah, there is still a risk. You know, like. The whole show is pretty ridiculous. They're running a whole segment with Chelsea crying or something like that, and the cops coming and all this other nonsense. Yeah, that's true. It's just, it, it is just a weird, weird, weird show coming in about a week and a half. Uh, you know what? I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait to see exactly what's going to go down there. Hey, listen, I have to cover that the following night. 
I'll just tell Crelly to watch. Fuck it. I'm like, Crelly, you're watching Impact. I'm watching SmackDown. Let's leave it at that. Nice. <laughs> TNA nonstop lolling. That's about true, though. <laughs> oh, God. Here's another one. TNA, well, we're back to Thursday. <laughs> TNA, we completely suck in the ratings. Let's go back to Thursday. You know, and I made mention of that last night on WNL that I love how they tried to make it like it was an audience poll and they were taking the audience's feedback, their fans, the TNA wrestling fans, wanted them to go back to Thursday nights. You know, and Mike Tanay's got this big smile on his face when he's reading it and I'm just like, wow. Like, you old, goofy motherfucker, what is wrong with you? I love the way that you guys try to pipe in the bullshit. That was that was pretty epic. Yeah, I mean, in all, in all honesty, man, like, I look at it this way. You called it a Monday night skirmish. I called it a, mon- a, mon- a Monday night lol fest. All right. I called it a Monday night spank wagon contest because I got spanked every fucking week. This is true. TNA didn't pull the lowest rating possible on Nielsen. Well, yes, they did. TNA um, reaction with a 0.3. Damn. That ain't right, CJ. That ain't right. So it's true. It's like, true, but it ain't right. I know. TNA put, like, honestly, you know, you're doing these things. You're doing, like, you want to become the number two company. At least a formidable number two company. You jump the gun and go to Mondays early. And on top of that, your live shows do far better than your tape shows. When you know you should, if you want to do it, you go balls out and go live every week. You know, here's the thing, though. When when, Hulk, when Hogan and Bischoff jumped aboard, it was really them that wanted to do this Monday night thing. R- regardless of what anybody else says, they pitched it to Spike TV and put it out there. Yeah, we're the ones that almost ran Vince out of business with WCW. We ran live. We did this. We did that. And again, I'm not trying to dog TNA here. I think they're going to do much better on Thursday nights. I want to see them improve. I like TNA. I really do. They've made improvements in this new year. They okay. really have. They've also made a lot of stupid mistakes. And I'm not trying to be completely negative. But for them to come out on January 4th with, we're coming on Monday nights, and they, they did a decent show that night, although I thought it was really Twilight zone with a lot of the things that went on. And then, you know, what, a month later, they're like, okay, we're doing this full-time. Every Monday night, we're coming at them. We're going to take the WWE over, and we're going to show them that we've got the best product out there. Again, the ratings say otherwise, but they booked a lot of bad shows. They did a lot of stupid shit, and I've said it once. I'll say it again. They need to concentrate not on what the ratings are, and now that they're on Thursday nights, that's a good thing for them. They need to practice, or they need to get it in their heads. They need to work on making the best show possible. And, you know, Trey and I talked about this last night. Hopefully Paul Heyman comes in, and they do something with him. Because I think he's about the only ace up their sleeve if they do bring Heyman in. Get Russo out of the booking department, which he's, which he's gone. He still has input. But get him away you know, from, from the main book. Let Heyman come in and do what he does best. Don't give him a checkbook. Just let him do what he can do, and let's see how that company turns around. 
you know what I want to see, though? You see, I think their biggest mistake was, you know, getting rid of Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is a genius. He's a little crazy, but he's a genius. But they never utilized Cornette. He was there. He never had any creative feedback in that company. He was an on-roll character that had to read what he was given. He had no input, booking-wise. Had Cornette been involved in the booking, the show probably would have been a lot better. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cornette's humongously... You know, look at his run in the E. He was, hum- like, like beyond epic with the booking and things like that. You have your people. You have, you have your Michael Hayes who is an awesome booker on SmackDown. Then you have your Jim Cornette, who is doing a good thing with Ring of Honor right now. And then you have Vince Russo. You know? I mean, personally, you look at it this way. You look at it this way, right? You have, they wanted to blame one of their low ratings on Stone Cold. That's bullshit. Wasn't that a tape show? Uh, I believe so, yeah. You know, the Stone Cold episode was a tape show. The Shawn Michaels retirement was a tape show. And the draft was a taped show. And they decided to choke up their low ratings due to those three shows. When TNA, knowing that when Res- with WrestleMania coming up, potentially Shawn Michaels can lose the match and be retiring, they could have worked a better show and actually, got, and actually maintained some viewers. But instead, they decided to do a shit show and get shit ratings because of that. Oh, and that would have made sense. You know, you look at... You look at the draft, everybody knows whoever follows the WWE, the draft puts on some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful matches on the draft. TNA, again, with a tape show, decides to tape a shitty and confusing show. It's just in their blood, man. You know, it, it goes back to that old, uh, that old fable about the, uh, the scorpion and the frog. You know, the, the scorpion wants to get across the river there. And the frog says, well, I'm not going to do it because you'll sting me. He's like, no, I want to get across the river. And they, they go across the river, and right when they get right in the middle of the river, the scorpion stings the frog, and they both sink to their death and die. And the frog says, why'd you do it? And he goes, well, it's just in my nature. It's in TNA's nature to exactly. epically fuck up. I, I, I hate to say that, but after eight years, what have they proven? <laughs> no. Well, you know... Eight, the first few years, they proved that they could compete. And after this, nah. I mean, you know, One Man X is right. If TNA was going to move to Mondays, they should have waited for the summer. I mean, look at WCW moving into the summer. You know, WCW 95 came off a very horrible SummerSlam. And look at the success that they've earned since then. (laughs) Right. You know, they came off a shitty pay-per-view. Like, I, if I was, if I was, you know, I still believe in, in looking at the, looking at the media the way they are, you know, I was, I still believe that Spike TV, you know, agreed with the move to Monday so they can kill TNA's ratings and get them, keep, try to keep them on Thursday nights so they can fulfill more time for UFC. Because obviously UFC is their cash cow. That's a good point. You know, they want they wanted to kill TNA's ratings, get them off the network, and put more UFC-based programming because UFC's programmings are their greatest ratings and money bringers. Right. 
So, you know, I wouldn't blame them. Viacom is like everybody was talking about, oh, they didn't advertise TNA. They didn't have the money. Viacom is a huge, excuse my language, huge fucking company with money up the ass. They have Nickelodeon and their Nickelodeon and their networks, all the MTV networks, VH1, I believe Comedy Central and other networks, you know? Right. So they have all these other things, and they advertise UFC up the ass. Of course they do. That's their that's you know, their big draw over there, man. Exactly. I mean, even what to call it? Even back when the WWE was on Spike TV, WWE was promoted up the ass. Well, WWE made that network. Oh yeah, I mean, remember when they were back with the TNN? How you know they had Booker T and all them saying the new TNN. And shit like that. I mean, back then, you know, they built that. They built their the WWE was used to build that network for the most part. That's why they're successful now. Yeah, you know, WWE took it under its wing and said, "All right, we'll we'll change your image. We're leaving USA. We'll go with you guys." Because you know, before that, it was just the Nashville network, and they played reruns of Dukes of Hazard. You know, tractor pull shit, monster truck races. You know, just NASCAR, all this bullshit, right? WWE comes aboard, then they bring in, uh, you know, ECW on Friday nights on TNN, which was a damn good show. Yep. And then it gets canceled. Mm Mm-hmm. Low ratings, though, but, you know. And, you know, they really marketed off uh, WWE, and and it really took off, I guess, what, 2003, 2004, when they started putting out other stuff and changed the name to Spike. So, you know, just quick history lesson. And, of course, Spike TV wants to get back at them for leaving. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. You know, USA Network paid them, like, lots of money. Pay, paying them, NBC Universal is paying them really good money. You know, Bonnie Hammer is a freaking genius. As much as people don't agree, would not agree with me, but Bonnie Hammer is a genius for actually helping market the WWE and cross-promoting with NBC Universal shows and things like that. Like, if you looked at it, Mickey James and and John Cena on Psych and all these other things. No, I would agree you know, with that. You know, we see, you might even see, you know, might even see Jericho doing some shows on on um on USA Network. Maybe Royal Pains. Maybe, you know, Burn Notice and things like that. Oh, it's highly possible. And then with the WWE going, SmackDown going to... Sci-fi, you can possibly even see, you know, Jack Swagger on Caprica. Uh, you know, no, I, I, I'm thinking no, no. <laughs> hey, I, I, I don't, Batista, I don't think so. If they had Batista on Smallville, with no line, and Asti Masara on Smallville, then Jack Swagger will go on Caprica. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, just, I'm not buying that one. I just, I don't. I think that sci-fi. Obviously, they're going to pick up a lot of wrestling audiences, and and I know that I, I had a nice argument with somebody. Not too long ago about that. I just think that they've kind of killed that network for science fiction fans if you're bringing the wrestling show over on Friday nights. I'm sorry. I just nah, I'm still not behind I, it. I think that remember when in July of last year when they rebranded to sci-fi? Yeah. They specifically stated in one of their press releases that they're not just focusing on science fiction anymore. And that was the main thing behind the rebranding. That, and they couldn't trademark the word sci-fi. 
Well, it's still sci-fi, it, even though it's S Y F Y. It's still sci-fi. Yeah, but they couldn't brand the actual the how it's normally spelled, you know. Well, no, because then nobody would be able to use science fiction or talk exactly. about sci-fi. That's that's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, it's not science fiction anymore. Even their slogan, "Imagine Greater," doesn't, you know, specifically encompass around science fiction. But what do they really air on their networks? Science All right, fiction. We got, yeah, science fiction, and we have Scare Tactics, which is a pretty funny show, and Ghost Hunt and Ghost Hunters again, science fiction. Science fiction. You know, they show reruns of Star Trek, which is science fiction. You know they're cha- but they are starting to pick up more non-science fictiony shows. Now see, like- see, one man X in the chat has a perfect thing. Maybe TNA should go to the Food Network. Hogan and Eric with um Emerald. There you go. Why not? If if SmackDown can go to the Sci-Fi Channel, why the fuck not? I'm surprised it didn't make it onto Oxygen or Lifetime for Women. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my that was one of my jokes in the chat yesterday. No, um. I can see, you know, I would rather TNA, like, everybody's saying, oh, if TNA would, you know, have more blood and longer matches and things like that. And I'm sitting on there like, the attention span of the average adult now is pretty low. Hell, even better. TNA on G4. Thank you, Josh. Well, that would totally fit our, our demographic here on this show. Wrestling and video games. There you go. I should have unplugged on that network. Fuck it. I should just do a live video cam show on G4. Oh, yeah. I Why mean, not? TNA on G4. Hell, get, try and get this show on what called on IGN, yo. <laughs> you know, get, get Jessica Chobot to go guest host. You know, just saying. <laughs> you, you really want me to get divorced, don't you? <laughs> hey, no. No. How dare you, ins- how dare you insinuate that? I'm offended. Yeah. Oh, you know what, CJ? You got anything else you want to talk about before we head this uh, head to our first commercial break? Yeah. Uh, Chris reminded me something. Um, he told me the story I think earlier today when I was in school about um a New York City man calling the WWE and threatening <laughs> them, threat to blow up WWE headquarters. For firing Mickey James. I know, and you know what? Before you say it, I read, I heard about it. Mark the Shark called me, and I said, no, it's not Andy Knowles. You always thinking that, too. I, I mean, really, when I heard that, that was the first thing that popped in my head, was Andy's not taking this well. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, they arrested Andy, Chris? So, I think it's safe to say that as of May the 4th, Ladies and gentlemen, mark the tape. Mark. Andy Knowles is, in fact, not the biggest Mickey James fan on the planet Earth. It is apparently this gentleman whose name eludes me at the moment. But to go so far as to <laughs> phone in bomb threats to the WWE because Mickey James was released, I'm sorry, this guy definitely takes the cake. And Andy Knowles has been replaced as Mickey James' biggest fan. I'm just putting it out there. And one more news report I'm reading on headlocks to headlines. The WWE paid mid-six figures to the rights to turn John Capoya's excellent book on Gorgeous George into a movie. Cool. 
And I hear Lindsay Lohan's going to be uh, Linda Lovelace in uh, in Deep Throat soon. So they're making a movie about Linda Lovelace, and they got Lindsay Lohan to play. So I'm assuming it's porn. Just put it out there too. Hey, hey, you know she did her first line a couple years ago of dialogue. <laughs> it wasn't her be fully loaded. Damn. And, yes. Come on, blame John Cena for that. God. <laughs> You're killing me, CJ. Shit. You're killing me, brother. You're killing me. Yes, I know, I know. Let's go to the first commercial break before you actually die. Yeah, no shit. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more Unplugged. We'll be bringing the sensational Sean on to talk some video gaming. And uh, who knows what else we're going to talk about on this show tonight. That's what I love about this show. It's so out there. I mean, it should be on the Sci-Fi Channel. Imagine greater. Think about it. All right, CJ, thanks for calling in, buddy. We'll talk to you uh, real soon, my friend. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. All right, guys, we'll be right back with Unplugged right here on Sunday Night Showdown right after this. I have voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. You got your rules in your religion, all designed to keep you safe. But when rules start getting broken, you start questioning your faith. The whole Jedi thing just wasn't compatible with my lifestyle. My master was jealous. He was always holding me back. Be mindful of the future, but live in the present. What the hell does that mean? I haven't got my arm cut off. It just sucked. So I switched to the dark side, and I haven't looked back once. Now I'm shooting lightning from my fingertips, choking people over the phone. I even get to wear a cape. It's just boss. My name is Anakin Skywalker, and I'm a Sith Lord.
have Dark Olga. Defy me and get a boot up your ass. Ah, Princess Leia, off my helmet. R2-D2, shut up, you overgrown butt plug. I am Darth Volga. Luke, I am your father. Your mother was the worst I ever had. If she gave good help, you wouldn't even be here. When she dropped her pants, it looked like she had a Wookiee in a leg lock. Lando Carissi, we meet again. Shouldn't you be sitting in the back of the ship, you and you, Jabba the Hutt, you fat bastard. You can't even see your dick anymore, can you? I am Darth Volga. Yoda, make like a gerbil and crawl upon Solo's ass. You look like a scrotum with ears. My balls are as big as the Death Star. Obi-Wan, you limp gold fuck. You can't even get it up anymore. Ha! I am Darth Volga, motherfucker of the universe. Right here on Unplugged. Happy May 4th. May the 4th be with you, bitches. That was my uh, Star Wars commercial break segment since it is uh, Star Wars Day, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not. But joining me on the line, talk a little video gaming. He is my uh, my co-host with the most, my guru of gaming. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, the sensational Sean. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, JJ? Happy 4th to you too, brother. Yeah, no shit. And tomorrow, I celebrate the 5th. Love me some Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the, uh, well, today to us is the 5th, so today is Cinco de Mayo, so happy Cinco de Mayo to everyone on the East Coast. Absolutely. Um, Curly's got six, I know that much. Uh, first thing is, I gotta say, I was telling CJ, I was like, Dag, CJ, I was about to send you all my notes and I'm going to bed. Take take over my spot. <laughs> he almost did too. I was like, ah, I was like, bed's comfortable, bed looks good, maybe I will. I was like, nah, they're in here now. Oh well. I was playing a little Fallout Three while I was waiting anyway, so I was I was comfy. I was good. Um, got some news for the, for us today, along with a quick word on the. Uh, I'm going to do a quick review. I mean, it's going to be less than 20 words for uh, Dead to Rights Retribution. It's a rental game. Just go rent it. Seriously. That's my review for Dead to Rights Retribution. It wasn't fun at all. I only played it for a day and said forget it. 
you know what I need you to do, Sean? Seriously, like when you when you like don't like a game, I want you to go all angry video game nerd on me and fucking like get the sledgehammer out and fucking break the game, throw it out the window, flush it down the toilet, take a big shit on it. I mean, do something entertaining when when the game sucks. That'll totally well, like first, revolutionize. Well, this is the first one, so I mean, I just. I just didn't care today. I mean, I just, I mean, for that game, I sat there and I was just like, "Are you serious? I'm done with this. Nah, I'm done with this." Curly, up yours. Seriously, but um, I just didn't enjoy it at all. I went straight to uh, Fallout Three when I read the Fallout New Vegas stuff. So, Fallout Three is definitely um, on the playlist for now. With uh, the Halo Reach beta downloading, which started t- yesterday, so it's going to be uh, it's definitely going to be worth the uh, the free download. So let's see what we got. Um, first off, the news to Trey: you can stop trying to do the uh, be do the perfect game and MLB 2K10 because the person who has won will be announced tomorrow on the early show, CBS. Um, apparently, uh, it doesn't say when they won it, but apparently somebody won the uh, won the contest for a million dollars. And were they contacted, or are they just going to give the name out tomorrow? Uh, they're going to give the name out. They're going to say, hey, you, you won. Congrats. So I'm pretty sure there's more than one person who, who did it, so they probably have a few people who was... Who they're choosing a name from? Um, as CJ said earlier, um, I'll be talking a little bit about this uh, Star Wars Star Wars related game, uh, The Force Unleashed Two. Um, it's coming out on October twenty sixth, two thousand ten. Yeah, and today was actually one of the first days they've actually given us any information on this game. And I actually thought it was going to come out before then, seeing as how it was announced at the Video Game War Awards this past year. I figured, you know, we'd at least get it by, you know, August or so. So I guess, you know, June, July, August is when I was thinking. But obviously it's going to ship in the fall. October 26th is the day they're releasing it. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I actually heard just a little bit of news. Are you going to relay that? or? I'll let you do it because I'm, I don't know which point, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, There's the, a few things. Apparently, there was some uh, some spoiler alerts. There's a, I guess, an article that just came out in GamePro with Hayden oh. Blackman, who was the designer for the first uh, Force Unleashed, and obviously, obviously, still with Force Unleashed Two, uh, the story designer. And apparently, it looks like the storyline will revolve around the fact that Star Killer did in fact die in the first game, and this will be a clone of Star Killer as Darth Vader sent the body to Kamino to have it cloned. And I guess you escape from Camino and go in search of your identity of who you are and, and whatnot. So that's kind of, from what I understand, that's going to be basically the basis of the storyline. Uh, I, I could be wrong here, but that's that's the rumors that I'm getting right now. That's what I've heard today also. That's what I've heard. Um, it's definitely seeming like it's going to be a little different, but I definitely think it's going to be um, very good. It's definitely looking to be extremely well done, uh, especially with the picture is of um, Star Killer with his arms crossed with two lightsabers coming out. 
I mean, it looks pretty badass. And there was something else, too. I know that one of the spoilers they said in the storyline was you go looking for General Coda, and he basically at one point says that they've never successfully cloned a Jedi. So it makes me think there's going to be a huge swerve where in the first one it was a clone of Starkiller that died and not the actually the, the real Starkiller. So that could be the big swerve in this game. Don't know yet. Uh, there's always some kind of swerve, so this might be it. Um, JJ, you may be interested to know this. I don't know if you're still playing it. Uh, there will be another DLC pack coming out for Dragon Age Origins called Darkspawn Chronicles. It's coming out May 18th. And it will be 400 Microsoft points. Which means it's probably not a very big expansion. Uh, it doesn't doesn't say anything. It just says May 18th, 400 points. You know, it's funny, I haven't played that in quite a while since I got really into doing all this EFED stuff. Today was actually the first day I've actually played anything other than SmackDown versus Raw. I actually put in um, Knights of the Old Republic 2 into my Xbox 360 and was kind of continuing a game that I had previously started. I kind of played that for a little bit. I'll probably play after the show tonight, but uh, you know, what the <laughs> hell? I was in a Star Wars mood. What can I say? I understand completely. Um... Something I'm kind of questioning, but it came from Reggie, so it's got to be true. Uh, Reggie Phil Ames, who is the president, he's something with Nintendo. He's president something. I don't know what he is, but he announced today that the Wii has sold 500, 5 million times excuse me, this year alone. And almost a million of those people have participated in the Netflix for Wii. Hmm. Now... I'm really kind of questioning the fact that the Wii has sold five million this year, but um, the I really I think it may be a little bit less than that, but I guess he's saying he's saying that here's the here's the thing in the last four months consumers have bought over five million Wii consoles. Phil Ames boasted. He was quick to jab competitors, Sony and Microsoft, as well, stating that amount is equal to the entire amount that our competitors have sold over the previous 12 months. So he's he's apparently throwing this out, showing it's like, hey, we've we've got this money, but I'm really I really don't think they sold five mil. I mean, it's it seems a little crazy. I find that a little hard to believe. And in, in four and was it four months? Yeah, in four months, five million Wii's sold. I mean, if if that's true, I mean, and Japan must be really freaking out about this because they must be really picking up these consoles quick. Um, to go along with that, there's going to be a sorry, there's going to be a black uh, black colored console, a black colored Wii coming out in the United States uh, within the next, uh, I believe it's the next few months. The story closed out on me a few months ago. I lost it. So, there's uh, a black-colored Wii. It's coming with the um, the Wii Resort sports game. And um, it'll be, it'll, ha- it'll come with the motion controller attachment also. Oh, uh, now, wait, 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 just one second. I'm looking at the chat room. Hold on one second, Pedra. 
What are you trying to imply? Josh Pedra in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, with those of you listening on the podcast. Is the black we significantly bigger than the white we? How dare you even ask that question? What are you insinuating, Josh? Inquiring minds want to know. How dare he say things like that? Um, CJ just sent me a message saying that it comes out May 9th, which is in about, oh, uh, four days. Josh is so upset if... that they're not making a brown we, since he's a pretend half Mexican. <laughs> if you want to riot, go ahead and riot. We, we Just remember we need him on the 19th. So You need who on the 19th? Josh. So if, if you lynch him, don't lynch him to the point where he's going to die, because we need him. Ha ha ha! That was just bad. Oh man. Um, but, but funny. Yeah. Uh, there was. If you know, uh, I'm trying to figure out. If you played um, God of War three, uh, there was a. If you beat it on the the highest difficulty. Um, hang on one second. Let me let me let me say something really quick. Flare 17 time in chat says, be careful, Sean. If you say the Wii's black, TNA may fire you. No. It's only if you call the, the Wii a fake black bitch, then TNA might fire you. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think I have a problem because I'm afraid of uh, that that big black bitch. I'm afraid of her, so, yeah. Um, I say nothing against her. Um, If you beat... God of War 3 on the highest difficulty, it gave you a website to go to. If you went to the website, it showed a picture of a shadow. It, and they and it said, um, all it said was Spartan stand tall. That's all it said. Well, today, um, it's being announced that God of War will be going back to the PSB uh, in a game called Ghost of Sparta. Apparently, this is a prequel to God of War 2. Which is uh, where it was part. Um, it takes place right after the first God of War on the PS2, and it delves into Kratos' rise of power. So it kind of looks like um, the pictures look pretty good. Um, it's on joystick. I'll post it in the chat room. Um, pictures look good. It's definitely going to be. Worthwhile. I may even go buy a PSB just to buy this game. I mean, it looks pretty nice. Wow, that's dedication um, right there. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even a big Sony person, but hey, it's God of War. It's definitely worth it. There's one more. There's a couple more stories. Uh, one that I'm, I'm going to skip for now because I want it to be the last thing we talk about because I'm pretty. I'm pretty into this game. Um, we'll go to Apple. I'm not a big fan of Apple, but oh well. Um, Apple apparently sold 1 million iPads in the first 28 days of release. I believe it. I do too. Uh, They're saying, uh, if that wasn't enough sales news for you, Apple also says that users have already downloaded over 12 million apps and over 1.5 million e-books. Um, the money Apple is making right now is pretty amazing because some of those apps at cost over three, four dollars, five dollars. I mean, they're making a chunk of cash, especially with the amount the 
the Apple iPod, Apple iPad is. So, good job to Apple. The only thing I can say. Slowly creeping up on uh, Steve Jobs is slowly creeping up back on Bill Gates. Vengeance will be uh, his, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, to go along with that story, uh, World of Warcraft, to all of you players, uh, especially Josh, since I know he's going to go out and buy an Apple iPad just for this, um, an Apple iPad was streaming World of Warcraft using the Gaikai, um, which is a game streaming capability for the Apple iPad. Um, uh, the word is that they... Here it is. This is a World of Warcraft stream from a Gaikai server over regular Wi-Fi, which means that basically you could be sitting in a store, and if you're bored, you could pull out your iPad and start streaming World of Warcraft over the Wi-Fi just sitting there. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's definitely one of those things where you're kind of like, are they really streaming this game onto this, this Apple iPad? Because the iPad is not as powerful, I guess, per se, but coming in coming late this year, they're fixing some of the problems with a update. Uh, one of the things was a uh, was single processing power. It can't do it can't multitask at the same time. Apparently, they're fixing that with a firmware update. So I may actually be buying myself an iPad. Who knows? Unfortunately. Well, apparently, um, apparently in the chat room, Josh says that he has canceled his subscription to WoW. So it's heartbreaking. And I think I see uh, Hades breaking up through the earth. Oh my! Hell is rising up. Josh, thank you very much. Um, Halo Reach beta now available through the ODST book. Um, apparently, they had some problems uh, with it. So I'm going to wait till tomorrow before I start playing it. The download process may be subject to extended wait time. Server load is expected to be extremely high during the first few hours. Um, a note on that. Apparently, the servers caught on fire at Bungie because of the amount of people jumping on to this game at once. Really? Um, they said they had a small fire. Uh, it was It got a little bit out of control, but it came. they got it fixed really quick. So uh that that's pretty it's pretty crazy, I gotta well, say. I'm getting uh confirmation in the chat room from David that Reach is working fine. Good. I'm glad. But um two more stories and we'll be done with the stories for today. Um this one has absolutely nothing to do with video games. Uh it has something to do with one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite comics of all time. The date for the Dark Knight sequel has been set. The date is going to be July 20th, 2012. Uh, no names. Uh, they're not saying who's the next villain or anything. They're just saying that something could be announced this year at Comic-Con. So keep your eyes towards it. It might be uh, definitely worth to, uh, worth to know. But it's going to be... Uh, a I'm really can't wait for that. I mean, obviously, we're still going to have Christian Bale as Batman. Well, that's fine with me. And I mean, he did good. No, I, I like Christian Bale as Batman. He's probably the best Batman since uh, Michael Keaton. I, I'm still high on Michael Keaton as Batman, but Christian Bale, 
for the different type of character that he portrayed as Batman, I think is probably the best. I like the Batman Begins series, and I'm looking forward to this when it comes out. Obviously, Morgan Freeman will still be in the movie. I'm sure Michael Caine will still be Alfred. The big question is, what villains are we going to have in this movie? That's what I want to know. Yeah, they're um, they're saying that uh, it that Dark Knight still holds the all time record for the three day opening weekend, which is 158 million. So, and they're saying it could be beaten by Iron Man two coming out this weekend, but I have a feeling that it won't. Um, early early reports are saying that since. I don't know who released it. Whoever the company who released it uh, released it overseas first. They didn't release it in America first or release it at the same time. Um, that a lot of pirated copies have come out. So there's a problem that a lot of people are downloading a lot of pirated copies. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty crazy. They're saying it's going to be beat. I think a lot of people are downloading are going to be downloading the pirated version instead of going to the theater to see the movie. See, a movie like that, I, I totally recommend going to the theater for that. I mean, uh, I even hear Olivia Munn has a cameo in Iron Man 2. That's the word. I'm curious to see what it is. I'm going to... I've got to work on Friday. We're showing... Uh, we're doing a teen movie night on Friday for the teens. Uh, we're showing Princess Diaries, Princess Bride, something, something like that. I'll probably be sitting on my laptop Watching DVDs, who knows? I'm actually wondering really. if she'll maybe be Tony Stark's one night stand in this movie. You never know. Ooh, well, uh, the I forget who the villain. I know. Um, oh man, I forgot his name now. Whiplash. Whiplash is the main villain, but there's also the female who was his girlfriend in the comics for a period. The Russian chick. Yeah, I can't. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of her name. Played yeah, by Scarlett it slips my mind. Though. But um, I think, I think she's in the movie also. Isn't it Black Widow or something? Yeah, Black Widow. There you go. I, th- I believe she's in the film also. Um, if if that's not who the the female is, it's. I really think they need to throw her in just for the heck of it and say, "Hey, Tony, you really you really like getting with her, don't you?" And it's like all that, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, they've got a good cast for this movie. I mean, Don Cheadle taking the place of uh, Terrence Howard. I'm not a big Terrence Howard fan. I mean, he did a good job in the first one, and I was surprised he didn't sign on for the second one. But Don Cheadle's an excellent actor. Don Cheadle is War Machine to me. I think he's going to work out just fine. Uh, well, J.J., um, who was the guy's name again who played uh, the person in the first movie? Oh, he played Rhodey in the first movie? Yeah, well, what was his name again? Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. He was signed on to be Terrence uh, to be him in the in the second movie. They said, "No, we're going to take you out," and they put Don Cheadle in instead. Well, I mean, it was last second type thing. They're like, "Yeah, you're out." Actually, Peace. I I heard he wanted more money, and that's why they went another direction. I he could have. I mean, he did a great job. I'm surprised that they did get rid of him, but. Oh well. Well, Don, like I said, Don Cheadle's a great actor. I think he's going to fill that role perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Pot still is great. So this is a movie I will probably go check out the night it opens, or at least the weekend it opens. Looking forward to it. I was a big fan of the first one, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. 
Yeah, I'll probably go see it um, about two weeks after it comes out. I mean, I don't want to go see it the first week because it's still going to be packed in. Everybody's going to be watching it. So I want to I want to at least wait till the crowds die down some. Um, last bit of news. I'm more excited about this. This is something that uh, surprised everyone, including myself, and I even had to make a call to GameStop because of this, because um, they didn't even have it updated on the list. Um, anybody who's a big PC gamer knows of StarCraft. Uh, the big news to come out is StarCraft II Wings of Liberty is coming out July 27th. Um, it shocked everyone when it was announced because they were saying it was going to come out in, in December, in, um, in October, November, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, guess what? We're coming out July 27th. I, I called... I immediately called GameStop, and I was like, hey, Adam, um, it's coming out July 27th. He's like, are you serious? Because we still got in our system set. It's coming out in June, but we've also got in our system slash uh, December. He's like, I'm like, yeah, it's coming out July 27th. And he called the district manager, who then called the uh, the person in charge of the systems, and they, they said, yeah, so this is a big... Uh, a big news story for a lot of PC gamers who are involved in this game right now, who are playing the beta, who are playing, uh, who are just being involved in it. I mean, it's awesome. Very cool. Yes, I'm very excited. I've already put my $100 down for my uh, my collector's edition. I'll be doing a, re- a review of that most definitely, probably the day it comes out. I mean, because I will probably be playing it. I'll probably, I'm taking off that day just so I can play the game. Now, I wanted to bring up one thing really quickly. I was uh, perusing IGN today, and one of the things that kind of stood out to me, they were talking a little bit about Smallville. You know, it's going to a season 10, which I can't believe they're actually going to have 10 seasons of this show. Like, there there were a couple seasons I thought were really good. There's been some that have been really shitty. This season's been okay. But uh, one of the big rumors going around is that the only person that hasn't really signed on for season 10 as of right now is Allison Mack who is the only other original other than Tom Welling uh, since season one. And, of course, she plays uh, Chloe Sullivan on the show, and I think she's probably the hottest female on the show. So I, I'm, I'm thinking what they're saying is there's a good possibility that uh, she's really not going anywhere because it was like that a couple seasons ago, and she resigned. So if you're a fan of Smallville, it looks like they're probably going to get her back. But as of right now, she has not signed on for season 10. Uh I'm not a huge fan of uh, Smallville. I, I tried to get into it, and it was kind of slow to first out, first start out. So I was kind of like, eh, I'm not, I'm not going to watch this. So it's one of those things. Um, I don't know if you saw on IGN. Also, they were talking about the top hundred video game villains. Yeah, I was. I was thinking next week I was going to kind of start doing a, a countdown of that. Okay, I will. I'll wait till next week then. We'll say nothing now. Okay. Um, Call of Duty has been announced to be uh, Black Ops. Um, they're saying it's going to be Vietnam. I'm kind of... It kind of looks like it's more modern, but they're saying it's Vietnam era. Uh, it looks pretty interesting, the storyline does, so I'm going to be definitely getting some more information about that before I make uh, a lot more uh, announcement on it. But the trailer looks really good. If you haven't seen it, get 
go look at it. It's really good. Hmm. I'll do that. Yep. That's all the news from me. Yep, it's all the news. Um, anything you want to throw in? Other than talking about Miley Cyrus and uh, Superman in the chat room? Yeah, I, I'm not talking about Miley Cyrus. Uh, I know they are in the chat room for sure, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure David brought that up. I'm actually pretty sure Flair brought that up. <laughs> but hey, if they want to talk about Miley Cyrus, then so be it. Um, no, you know what? Really, I don't have any other news, to be quite honest. I mean, I I just had a couple of uh, little bits here and there. Like I said, I was... I really spent most of the day just kind of messing around, playing some... Uh, I played Force Unleashed for a little bit, and then I played some, uh, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, too. And like I said, I'll probably play that after the show. But I guess we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines if people want to call in and kind of give their... Uh, I know One Man X had something he wanted to talk about tonight. He was talking about it online in chat. So uh, the phone lines are open if you want to call in. Just add uh, Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype. Or, of course, simply call 501-588-7957. Join the show. Give us your opinions on uh, anything we've talked about, whether it's NXT, whether it's video gaming, movies, you name it. The forum is yours. Just call into the show. Again, 501-588-7957. And make your opinions heard live on the air. I want to go ahead and plug. Uh, go ahead and plug it once more, since I don't know if it'll be. Uh, I'll be plugging it anymore anytime soon. Um, May nineteenth, which is the third Wednesday of the month, and two weeks from tomorrow, me and CJ will be debuting our new show, Pass the Book, which is first hour fantasy booking, and second hour all efed. So remember the new rule. No eFed promos on any shows except for that one. If you want to want to do a promo, do an audio file of it and send it to me or CJ. We, if you want to get in contact with us and you're in the chat room, just message us and say, "Hey, I got an audio file. I want to send you. What's your email?" And we'll let you know. Um, but May nineteenth, I'm really excited to get that started, and uh, I know CJ is definitely uh, counting down the days. Um. CJ's working on some interviews. I'm working on some interviews for myself. Um, I'll let I'll let y'all know I've been talking to uh, Mickey Knuckles, and I'm possibly getting an interview with her for SNS Network to talk about uh, her IWA, IWA Mid South, her TNA time, and then the injury which has kept her out of the wrestling business since 2008. Um, so hopefully I'll be, I'll be getting that interview squared away and possibly might be, might be done live on Headlocks Lounge, uh, in the next, probably next month I'm looking to, looking to do, but I'm going to talk to her a little bit more and see what we can get. I just want to tell X to call back in. Uh, apparently I didn't get to the phone call in time, so I noticed he called. For some reason, my Skype's been all wonky tonight. It's not wanting to show me that somebody's calling in when they're supposed to be calling, so that's kind of crazy. But that happens, I guess. You know, I've been watching this uh, this Clone Wars marathon all day on Teletoon. A lot of season two of the Clone Wars, which has been pretty good so far. A lot of stuff with the Mandalorians that I, that I hadn't seen yet in this season. So uh, it's been a pretty good. It's, it's on now. I think it runs till midnight tonight. So I've just been taping episodes here and there. Apparently Death Clock is on Adult Swim right now. I've 
Maybe I need to change the channel. I didn't know Death Clock was on. What else is on? Or Metalocalypse, excuse me. Oh, yeah, Metalocalypse. I've watched that a couple times. That, fun, that, that show's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, it's on right now on Adult Swim, which is, uh, it hasn't been on for the past couple of weeks. So I'm pretty, I'm, my name is Bruce is on sci-fi right now. If you have never seen My Name is Bruce, go watch it. It is hilarious. So that's the one with Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah, Bruce Campbell is Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And this, this, uh, this little town is being overrun by, uh, by demons and all that. And they call him up. It's like, hey, we've got this problem. Why are you calling me for then? And they give him a gun and put him out in the in the middle of nowhere. And as soon as uh, he sees the demon, he takes off in somebody's car. I mean, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I, you know what? I rented that one time and and thought it was pretty funny. Harmony didn't really care for it, but um, I didn't figure she would. <laughs> Bruce uh, Campbell is an acquired taste, you know, to uh, to some people, and she just wasn't really into the whole Bruce Campbell thing, so. I love Bruce Campbell. He's probably he's definitely one of my favorite uh, B movie actors of all time. And something is going on with my digital cable box that won't, that won't let me choose my favorite channels. That's great. Well, that's just freaking lovely. Yeah, it did. It, it, I think our power went out last night and kind of screwed me over. So I got to go through all the channels now just to find the ones that I want. Oh, there went Boomerang. What's on Boomerang? So, no callers? I mean... No, apparently uh, I'm not getting any calls, so I think we're just going to wrap things up. I know uh, X tried to call in, and I, I didn't get to it uh, quick enough, so... I don't know if there's well, a delay or what's going on, but, uh, you know... Hey, nope. X, what was it you were going to talk about? I mean, it may be something that I've been involved with. Uh, just let me know, and I'll bring it up right quick. If he types anything in the chat room, sci-fi. Okay, nothing in the chat room. CJ says boomerang for the win, which I agree. If I can find boomerang, I will say the same thing. Oh, there it is. Metalocalypse. Hey, that seventy show is on teen. Rain and Snippy is on Nick. Nick right now. That's awesome. I was thinking we had somebody on the line. I, I don't know why this is not showing that I'm having calls. After the fact, it's showing that they've called in. Like, this is starting yeah. to kind of piss me off. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Skype tonight? Um, is it possible if they call me that it'll join the call with us? Well, hang on a second. I've got one calling in now, unless it just hung up. Oh. Are you on the line still? Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? Well, I thought I'd call in because I can. <laughs> What's on your mind, Crow? Of course, the one um, we don't want to get through gets in. What the heck? Okay, Sean. Don't be, don't be harsh. Don't make me go. Don't make me start cutting a promo on you because I will and can. No, nope, um, not I'll on this fired. show. You can't. I'll be fired. Yeah, I'll have. Yeah, that's right. It looks like. But I don't, I, I don't fancy going back to blog TV. It's probably shit over there. But um, what do I call it in uh, NXT? That really wasn't worth the effort trying to find a stream. 
it was the most ridiculous, retarded thing in the history of being the most retarded thing in history. Wow, that's an epic quote right there. Yeah, and I've totally thought it already. Um, I don't know. Apparently, it's, it's going to run for 14 weeks, and I'm going to be bored of it, and I'm going to be pissed off if, if they decide to do a, do, do a series, series two, because the one night that I try, I try, I try to go to sleep early, they fucking put on NXT. Seriously. And Dave Stevens, dude, you, you, you beat me once on FIFA. I beat you three times, 7-1. So you go home. But, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why I called in. I just called in because you said that you're, you're having problems with uh, the Skype line. Okay, well, uh, it works. I mean, you called in, so that's Yeah, so I'll jump off so Sean can go back to being happy and other people can get on the on the airs. Yeah, okay, so once again, the phone lines are open. Uh, try and give us a call, in, and hopefully I'll get you while you're calling in. Uh, 501-588-7957. And uh, I think we'll take one or two more calls, and then I think we're going to wrap this thing up for tonight and kind of move on for the night. What do you think of that, what do you think of that Sean? That's fine with me. Um, since we're talking about people beating other people, um, I thought I'd talk about the fact that I was playing StarCraft II beta the other day, and I joined a FFA, uh, which is four players total, and I ended up beating all all three other players, which was the, the greatest thing in the world to me because I suck at StarCraft II multiplayer, which it was awesome. Now, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who is this? Oh, it's Woman X from the chat. Hey, what's going on, man? I know you had something you wanted to talk about. Yes, I have to talk about the most amazingly bad, horrible, groundbreaking, double-busting game ever. And what would that be? Oh, that would be Deadly Premonition. Are you sure that it's not Dead to, dead, uh, dead to Rights, whatever it's called? Uh, I was shocked they made another Dead to Rights. Yeah, well... They did, and it sucks. So I, I thought I thought you were saying the game was good in chat. I must have missed that part. Um, it's let me let me just let's state this about that game. If you like Twin Peaks, then you're gonna love Deadly Premonition. It's one of those kind of like it's. I guess the best way, because I remember I was talking with it with uh, on another uh, game website, and I mentioned it's like the Napoleon Dynamite of video games. Either you get it and you love it, or you don't and you hate it. Oh, oh! I, I know it got a uh, a two from IGN, which was kind of crazy, but it had two other reviews that were nine and tens, and I was kind of like. Okay, and usually IGN, it depends on who the reviewer is, if it's really good or if it was really bad. Um, I don't remember who the IGN reviewer was, but a two on any scale with any person is kind of like, wow, it's a little crazy. Yeah, yes, they they didn't get it. But to kind of to throw something at you, on Destructoid, it got a perfect ten, and Heavy Rain got a seven point five. What? Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those you're either gonna love it or hate it kind of games. Damn! I can't believe they got a. I can't believe that. That's that's incredibly bad. 
I'm telling yes, it's one of those, and, and kind of just set it up. Um, like I said, it's it's basically Twin Peaks. So we have this murder in a small town, and a big FBI agent comes to the city to solve the murder, and it's just like weird, quirky little things like like the cop in Twin Peaks had this thing with pie, and he loved pie. He was very particular about his pie. The cop in Deadly Premonition is the same thing about his coffee. He he, he likes his coffee done a certain way. He he tells the future just by looking into his coffee. Okay. No. <laughs> he, he can tell the future by looking into his coffee. He tells the future by looking into his coffee. Wow. Okay, I've got to make a comment about this. I'm sorry, X, for interrupting you, but the fact that David just said, play me now, bitch, I'll beat you off again. It just, it won't leave my my screen, my my entire mind is like, David, seriously, did you just type that in chat? Wow. Gee, wow. Um, I, I knew David was a little freaked up to begin with, but that just completely made it equal to everything that Adam Lambert has ever done. David has a little Miley Cyrus in him right now. He's He's ready. Well, the only thing that comes to mind after hearing that is the song I played at the end of Wrestling News Live last night. Jizz in my pants. <laughs> uh, but X, you were talking about Daily Premonition? Yes. Um, I, I can't even... I'm like I'm like 75% way to the game. And I don't even know if it's a good or bad game yet. But I think it's amazing. I don't know. And... Like, and this is like a serious topic to like most gamers. You go to any game chat room, you type in Deadly Premonition, there are flame wars. You would have thought slavery was back. It's that intense. Like, it's, like, it has, like, it, it, and, on, and on the surface, none of it makes sense. The, the, the cop talks to himself, he refers to himself as Zach, and you never know if he's talking to the player, if he's crazy. You don't even know if he's a real FBI agent. He he shoots zombies in this weird, crazy world that no one else knows that knows it's real as him. There's 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 creepy twins. There's a dog that follows blood trails. Nothing makes sense, and yet it's freaking amazing. Huh? I'll maybe have to pick this up. It's like, and, and and the, and I'm, and the kicker, it's like ten bucks on Amazon. Ten bucks on three sixty. I, I caught it during one of the 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 lightning deals on Amazon, and I got it for ten dollars. I still think I'll go to GameFly and look and see if they have any copies available, and if they do, I'll pick it up. But yeah, I probably won't. You, I'm not gonna lie. Most, if I'm gonna be seventy five percent of people who are gonna play that game are gonna hate it. I'm I'm more waiting for what's coming in the mail tomorrow. Um. Have you ever been to ThinkGeek uh, website? No. no. Um, if you ever get a chance, ThinkGeek uh, is definitely one of the greatest websites you can buy stuff off of. They have a handheld emulation device where if you want, you can go and buy it, and you can play Super Mario uh, World on it. And it's just awesome because I'm getting it in the mail tomorrow. It plays Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Game Gear... And um, a few other old consoles. 
And I'm just like waiting for this to come in because I really want to get my hands on it. And it plays videos, MP3s. It's like an all-around amazing device. Yeah, but I'm gonna let you in a little secret. You know, you can you can just mod a PSP to do all that. Um, yeah, but I only spent a hundred bucks on this, which I had to spend uh, what 150 on a PSP. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you have a PSP modded out, play all the old games, and you'll have something to sit your drinks on when you completely forget you bought the thing six months from now. <laughs> I have my Nintendo DSi for that, so yeah. Uh, oh well, X. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, we head out of here, buddy? X is already hung up. Yeah, I think we lost X. Uh, you know what? I think we're just gonna go ahead and uh, get the hell out of here. To be honest with you, <laughs> it, it's been yeah. a day. It's it's time to go. I, I think I hear the bed calling me, so I think uh, it's definitely that time. Well, I want to thank everybody who called in tonight. One man X, of course, Crelly. I want to thank C.J. Bowman for co-hosting tonight for the NXT recap. I really appreciate having guest hosts to cover that, and I really appreciate it when the scheduled guest hosts that I have actually have the balls to show up and don't you know stand people up. So, again, I want to thank those of you who have been involved in the guest host process. Uh, I do appreciate it, and who knows what's going to happen. I'm going to continue this guest host thing until the first season of NXT is done, which I think is going to be very soon. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. We'll have to see what happens with what they're going to do with NXT because I really have my doubts on what that show is going to do after this season. So, again, thank you to everyone who's been involved with helping out on this show. I definitely appreciate you guys, and, you know, I do this show for you guys, so keep that in mind. Uh, With that said, on behalf of myself, JJ Sexay, The Sensational Sean, And everyone who tuned in tonight, this has been Unplugged, and I will see you guys again next Monday. But don't forget, Friday we have another episode of the Headlocks Lounge with, of course, C.J. Bowman, Chris Crelly. I believe Joshua Pedra is going to be making his debut. Uh, Don't forget, Saturday will be the Pro Wrestling Rewind with uh, Mike Siciliano and the power Andy Knowles. Uh, Don't forget, Sunday is the Ministry of Slam. And then, of course, Monday we're back again for another episode of Wrestling News Live. So, guys, just want to say thank you. And I will see you next week right here, SundayNightShowdown.com, for another edition of Unplugged. With that said, guys, I am getting out of here. We'll talk to you then. Peace. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? Does that sound good? Great. Now, you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye. Is that Baxter? Baxter! Oh, oh, that's not Baxter. Oh, sweet Jack Lord's hair! That's a Mastiff! I have to remember to close the door when I bathe. Oh, that definitely is a Mastiff! Whoa! Lord, damn it, help!
Help me! It's a monster! Oh, get down from me! Oh, thank you for listening to my album! Come on, help me! Get this bastard off me! Oh, my God! Help me! So powerful! So strong! The jaws are strong! They're really strong! Oh, it's a beautiful creature, even though it's ripping into my flesh! Help me! Paul! Paul! Get one of my golf clubs! Start beating it over the head! Help me! I'm losing consciousness!